Hey guys, how we doing? Welcome to another chat show here on the channel and uh, to today's video. Uh, okay, so a few days ago I made a video about the perils of getting involved in girls and what to expect and how it can go wrong and all those kind of things. And the comments that I got back were really, really interesting because a lot, as you know, I read every comment and some are saying, oh, you guys are just dumb asses, you're stupid. If you get involved with the girls, you're asking for trouble. And, you know, I'm not going to disagree with you. I really am not. And as I'm going to share with you today. But it's very, very easy to say it. And it's very hard to do it. And I'm going to explain my story. And the reason I'm going to do this, I've had quite a few people say to me, Trev, you know, you had a really catastrophic, a catastrophic, catastrophic uh, relationship when you first came out here. Would I share the, the actual real story rather than just glossing over it? And I thought, well, okay, let's do it. I've got, I've got nothing to hide. I'm not worried about it. So... A bit of background information for you first. I've been through a messy divorce. I'd had two years bumbling around in the UK. Uh, financially, I was sound. I had a good business. Everything was all in place. I had no real worries. But, uh, but inside, I was eating myself up. I was surrounded by her family because I lived in the same area. And, you know, things were just not really good for me. So I decided, as you know, I already suffered with depression. So I decided to start doing a bit of traveling and get myself away from the, from the area. And I came to Thailand. And against popular belief... I actually had no idea about the girl scene here. I generally didn't. I came to Thailand because I love spicy food and obviously Thai food. I love the heat, obviously the Thailand's temperatures. And I just wanted to go to a big city. So I went to Bangkok. I left a big city to go to a big city. It made perfect sense to me. And that's, that's what I've always done. I've been to New York and all the big cities. That's my thing. Anyway, I came over here and I had a fantastic time. I really did, and, and I've, I've shared that with you about how I found uh, Koh Samui, then I found Patea, and it was like, oh wow, never understood any of this was here, but nevertheless, that's a different story. But I went back home and I thought, you know what, this, this country has really got under my skin. This country is, a, is somewhere I know I could live, and I'll be very, very happy. So I put measures in place, I spoke to my young children, and I said, look, you know, dad wants to, to do some things for himself, and they were all like, no problem, dad, you, know, you do what you gotta do kind of thing. And I made the choice to come out. Now, I didn't just get up and come out. I did have a job to come to. So I was quite lucky. So I moved over here. And, you know, the one thing that you've got to keep here is you've got to keep it real. Because every day is a Saturday night and you can party 24-7. You really can. And, of course, you know, you're surrounded by beautiful women. And, yes, a majority of the girls here in the city are working girls. But there's still an element of non-working girls. Uh, but, you know, around the country, you are just surrounded by literally tens of thousands of beautiful women and I happen to like Asian women as well so that was a massive plus for me so when I came over here I was very uh, settled I, you know financially I was okay everything was good no problems there was nothing I could see in the future that would be of, of any real issue well a good friend of mine a guy called Nick who lived down in Wahin uh, he messaged me one day and said Trev he said uh, I found this gents club in Pratanak how about we go check it out I said, yeah sounds a good idea mate let's do that and at the time when we were talking, he was up here and just uh, finding his feet because he was, um, well, he was moving over as well. So we, he was here for quite a while. And we went into this club. It was a, it's where the uh, PBRE real estate company is now. It's above that. It was a pool villa. And when I went in there, I met this girl. And she just, oh, man, she just ticked every box. You know, stunningly beautiful. She was young. I mean, at this time, I was, what, 41? No, what was I then? I was 42, sorry. And uh, she was 23, so it was a 20-year age yet, but that didn't really have a problem. She was great fun, had a bubbly personality, smiling, pretty, funny, good jokes. You know, it was everything was just really all falling into place. 
And you know, you never ever, I never came out here expecting to find a relationship. It was not on my radar whatsoever. I came out here for some me time. I'm quite happy being on my own. I'm quite happy traveling on my own. I'm a very kind of like individual person. I don't need to be in a big crowd to feel comfortable. So we started spending some time together and it was just all like, you know, you think, oh, you know, she's really nice and all the signals were just coming in and you know what it's like, like before you know it, you're just swept away in the emotion of the, of the situation. And I got swept away. I said to Nick, I said, mate, I said like, oh man, she's just so good. And bear in mind, I'd had a two year, very difficult breakdown in my marriage. So for me to now have the opportunity where there was a, a young, beautiful woman in front of me that wanted to spend time, made me laugh, made me feel like I was something special, just ticked all my boxes. It was really very easy for me to fall into, the, into, the, uh, into love and to fall into this trap that I was walking into. So where did it all go wrong? Well, what we did was uh, I had to pay. I had to pay the club 10,000 baht for in order for her to stop working. I actually look back now and I think that was a bit of a, bit of a scam, to be honest. And I don't even know if she gave them the money to be truthful. I don't even know if they asked for the money. But anyway, that's what I paid. And, you know, like I say, financially, this wasn't an issue. It was just, you know, it was short, small change for me. So I just gave her the 10,000 baht. And she came to move in with me. Now, I lived in Soy Siam country at the time. I had a pool villa uh, up the uh, road near the bend up by Mapachan Lake. And uh, she stayed with me. And things were great, you know, really, really good. And then she said to me, oh, how about we go and see my family? Now, our family live up in Somme Depp. And I'd never been up there. That's right up by uh, Sakonda Con. So I went all the way up there. And, yeah, of course, you are the novelty. You are the, hey, look at the phalang here. And uh, there, was, there was quite a good uh, Falang community up there already. So I was able to speak to people because I spoke no, no uh, Thai then. Um, so it was, I was able to mix in with the community and, and it was good, it was really good. And then we came back and, and we did a few more trips. And then I said to her, I said, look, what are you gonna do? Because you, know, you can't just sit around all day, every day. You know, you're, you're far too young for that. You need to get out and do things and experience life. And so what we did, well, we set up a milkshake shop. A milkshake shop. Uh, now, if you know where Soy Siam country is, there's another road that runs parallel called Numpak Wan, and there's a, an adjoining road, uh, which is right by the school and by the, what used to be the uh, Batay United football ground. And there's a, there used to be a small police uh, office there, which is gone now. Uh, I think it's now it's a big C, I believe. Uh, but that was a police unit. Anyway, there were some uh, properties available behind, which we turned one of them into a milkshake shop. And I have to give her a due. She worked really, really hard. She really did, and she was successful. To the point that we then went and got another shop, a milkshake shop stroke restaurant this time in uh, Soy Numpak Wan. So we had two places. And they were going really well. No problems whatsoever. Everything was going good. And we kept going back home to Somdet. And, you know, things were really well. You know, it was just, it was just a breath of fresh air for me as an individual. So we went up to Somdet one day and I just started looking around. I thought, you know what? There's not a single milkshake shop up here that you know, would replicate what we're doing down here. And a majority of her customers were the kids and the parents because obviously the kids coming out of school, mum, can I get a milkshake? Away you go, job done. And there's a big school in Somdet, right on the main road, big, big school. So we managed to get a restaurant right near the school and we set up a shop. And it did really well, it was brilliant. So we decided to make the move from Patea up to Somdet and I'd, I'd lose all my ties here. So we shut both the restaurants down and we moved up there and everything was going well. Then came the next one, which was the house. So we were riding around, there's a lot of fields out there and we, and we found this small, it was eight houses they were building, beautiful houses, really lovely houses. So they were building these houses and I thought, you know what, that's lovely. So I started inquiring, so how much is the, is the full build? 
and they were 3.7 million. Now, when you when you look at the cost of housing here, when you look at the cost of housing in the rural villages, you get honestly. If you saw my house, it was a big uh, three three bedroom detached house uh, in a rye of land with a, a surrounding wall, huge huge building. It was beautiful, all with big balconies on the on the uh, bedrooms. It was just beautiful, and. I looked at that and I thought, you know, I could buy that. So I bought the house. So then we went from moving out from, we moved out of the hotel, like we were staying like a long-term uh, hotel. We could stay there every month and pay your money. It was paying about 6,000 mark. So I bought this house. The house was 3.7 million. I bought the house, job done. Now we got a house. And of course I had a car, had a motorbike, even got two dogs. And uh, everything was, was, was all good. Everything was falling into place, no, no drama. Sorry, that's, yes I did, yeah I did have August then. Sorry, I thought I got August then. No, I had August then as well. So, I'm in a world now where I've got a successful business for my wife, whether she wasn't my wife or girlfriend. I've got a nice lifestyle, everything was fine, everything was good, it was all happy days. And then we decided that we would open a restaurant. Now if you go into some deck, you'll know that there's a, there's a main road goes right the way through, up the mountain into Secondacom. And so we got a restaurant right on the on the edge, right on the uh, side of the road there, massive. It was uh, it was probably a good, I'd say it was probably about 80 meters long by about 20 meters wide. It was a big, big restaurant. And we built this restaurant and all her family came to work for us. And we did well, we did okay. Everything was good because it was, a, it was the only way of getting over the mountains. So we had a huge amount of passing trade and because we had such a big area, parking was not an issue. So we were doing really good. And we decided to close down the shop by the milkshake shop. Uh, we tried getting a few of our family members to run it for us, but they were just hopeless. They spent most of the time sleeping. So it was just a case of, let's just close that down. We'll, we'll work on that restaurant. So you've got a picture now. I'm happy as Larry. Everything's good. We're making money. We've got a beautiful house, nice car, bike, all the rest of it. Everything is as, as well as you could expect. Everything was ticking all the boxes. And then suddenly it started changing. And over a period of time, like activity in the bedroom was getting less, and it wasn't my doing. Uh, she was becoming more moody, more grumpy, and things were like really not progressing very well. And I couldn't understand it because we had a we had a fantastic life, you know, from where she's come from to what she had was incredible. But it seemed, or it certainly appeared at the time, it just wasn't working. It wasn't right. And this carried on for a while now. And I got to a stage where I thought, you know what, this isn't good. And I tried to talk to her, and anybody that's been in a Thai relationship will understand what I say about the silent treatment. You speak to them and they just won't talk. They just will not talk. And then when they don't talk, they just go quiet. And it's like mind blowing, it really is. It's just like, my God, will you please just tell me what's wrong? And I couldn't get nothing out of her, really couldn't get nothing out of her. So we then got into a situation where I thought, well, do you know what, I can't handle it. So I came back here, I came down here for a couple of weeks gave us some space, went back up there, and again, you know, it just just didn't improve. So in the end, I thought, right, I've had enough now, I'm gonna move out. So I said, do you know what, I've, I'm done now, I can't take this. I said, I'm gonna go back. I said, I'll work in Patea, and uh, I, I just can't be doing it. I said, it really isn't working for me. And she didn't bat an eyelid. <laughs> she just didn't bat an eyelid, which I thought was quite weird, because I was kind of hoping, I was hoping, if I'm being honest, that she said, oh no, don't go, like, you know, we'll sort things out, but that didn't happen. And then what, what uh, happened was I packed all my bag, well I packed a day bag, because I was always traveling backwards and forwards here, because remember I'm a photographer here. So I'd come down, do two weeks photography, go home two weeks, come down two weeks photography, go home two weeks, and it was working perfectly. And I just thought, no, I'm, I've done now. So I said to her, right, I'm off. So I got my bag, 
And I was walking out the door and I thought, Do you know what, she hasn't even said like, don't go, didn't even say goodbye. And I, and I did, I got upset and angry about it. And I said, Do you know what, I said, I've given you this, blah, 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 blah. And you haven't got even the decency to say, don't go or, you know, goodbye, nothing. I said, is that really how it is? And she got quite emotional. And I said, I said, why are you crying? She said, oh, it doesn't matter. I said, well, no, it does matter. I want to know, like, why are you crying? You know, you're the one that's shutting this down. And now you're suddenly like, you're upset. What's that about? And she said, well, if you must know, I've got cancer. Now, as you can imagine, when you drop a bombshell like that, it blew me apart. Even more so, because what had also happened, and she was very aware of this, was that I lost a very, very dear friend. A very, 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 very dear friend. And... Um, I lost him, and, and it hurt. It hurt. It hurts even now, talking about it. And she used that as a, as a, as a final blow, could you call it. So the point where I, I was just mortified, and I said, look, have you had treatment? You know, what's going on? Can I, can I take you to the hospital? Said, Please, you know, let's sort this out. And bear in mind, I spoke very, very little time, so I couldn't understand hardly anything. And we, I took her to some very, I took her to hospital in, uh, oh, where did we go? We went to Ulantani, we went to Konken, uh, we went to specialist hospital, and, and every time I had to sit outside while she went inside. And I was to this day, I never ever knew what, what they even spoke about, to be honest with you, because it turned out, in the end, in the long run, it turned out that she was lying. She didn't even have cancer. And it was her sister that told me. Her sister was really, it was funny with her sister. Her sister was like, me and her had a love hate relationship, and I don't know why. Uh, she had a really nice, flying boyfriend. He was a great guy, and I, I assume they're still together to this day. I don't know. But it was her that told me. She said, look, Trevor, she said, I know we don't get on, but I'm going to tell you now, she's lying to you. And I was like, what do you mean she's lying? She said, no, she's lying. She hasn't got cancer. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, seriously? Like, having been through what I've been through to then take me through what we're going through now and to then tell me that that's a lie? And that was that. That was the final straw. That was it. So I confronted her. She didn't really admit it, but she said, oh, I think I'm better now. And I was just like, do you know what? We're done. And so, of course, you're now in this situation where I've got a house, land, car, motorbike, dogs. I've got everything. You know, we furnished it, beautiful furnishings. And I just walked away. Because when you start these situations, when you start these relationships, you know, the land is never mine anyway. The house is on her land, if you want to look at it like that way. So, again, you're pretty much powerless. The car was in her name uh, because we, I bought it, I paid for it, she put it in her name. And I know, I look back now, I think, oh, why'd you do that? But, you know, it's sometimes we just do it because we want an easy life. Yeah, just put it in your name, so it doesn't matter. You're not going anywhere, are you? Let's be honest. It's not like you're going to tell me you've got cancer when you haven't and try and mug me off. You'd never do that to me, would you? So now you can start to see where everything started to fall into place. And I came back here, I, I moved back here, and it was very difficult because... I was gutted, if I'm being honest. Not more so about the fact that, that our relationship had gone pear-shaped, but more about the, the, the cancer side of it. That, to me, was evil. And because of that situation, no matter how much had we have even thought about getting back together again, I would never have done it. And, you know, she lied to me and used some very vile uh, ways to lie, things to lie about with the cancer. Knowing how much it had upset me with the loss of my friend, and that was it, really. That was where we were. And I lost everything. I lost the house. The car, in the end, she wrote the car off. She went up, we had a big university in Somdet, and, she, and uh, her younger sister, her younger sister was at university. They went up there one night partying, and uh, she decided in her wisdom to drive home drunk and uh, T-boned a tree. Thankfully, the tree was okay, and thankfully, she was hurt. I mean, sorry, I shouldn't have said that. That's terrible. No. 
But you know what I'm saying. But no, she rode the car, absolutely towed the car. So that wasn't a good setup. Uh, the restaurant that was on the mountainside uh, eventually went tits up. I believe her family, uh, her dad was a bit of an alcoholic. <laughs> he liked to drink. He used to, he used to sit in his truck and just drink himself into a stupor and fall asleep, and then wake up and then drive home. Uh, but yeah, so uh, that that all went pear shaped. Last I heard, she was down in Phuket, and from what I was told, uh, she had a, a new boyfriend. And you know, good luck to you, sir. I hope you do better than I did. And the irony of it is, is I actually before I made this video. I actually Googled um, my old house, and it's still there. It's still there. And uh, I don't know how recent the, the photo is, but obviously it's, I've been here six years now, so it's, it's fairly recent. But, uh, yeah, it's still there. And, uh, yeah, miss those days. But every cloud has a silver lining. My silver lining was that because I was down here, I was renting, and then I decided I want to get a, a more of a long-term rental. And that's how I met Mo in the receptionist. So... Everything for me in the end panned out. We've been married now, what, six years now. So everything's fantastic. And, I'm, and that, you know, from that cloud is a silver lining. But by sharing this story, I don't want any sympathy. I don't want any, uh, any cruel uh, uh, remarks. I just wanted to be honest with you and just say, look, you know, I don't think people actually come out here looking to get uh, to fall in love. I think that's where we get it a bit wrong. I came out here with no intention whatsoever of finding a girlfriend. Absolutely zero. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who you are, you've all got feelings, you all think things, and we all want to be loved. You know, it's, it's not difficult. So when, you present, when you're presented with that situation, particularly if you've had, like I had, a very uh, bad breakup and everything was, was going pear-shaped for me, to then suddenly find myself surrounded by what at that time appeared to be fantastic, fantastic you know, it's like amazing, it's easy to let your emotions get swept away. And you know, I do, I sit on this channel, I say, oh, you gotta cut them loose, you gotta let them go, blah, blah, blah. But it's hard, guys. And I speak from experience, it's hard. You know, it's not as easy as I say. It's not as easy as some of the, the, the comments that we get where people say you're just idiots, you should learn and walk away. It's not as easy as that. When you start playing with people's emotions, it's a very dangerous game. So, and also the other, the other, cloud, the other silver lining to my cloud was I've got Ben and August, my two dogs. They've still been, Ben blessing, Ben's been with me years. He's seen it all. I bet he, I'd love to be able to read a dog's mind. I'd love a dog to be able to sit down and talk to me because they just sit there and like he used to sit with his head on his, on his paws just watching. And I bet he's sitting there, oh, for God's sake, son, grow a pair of balls and leave her. And like, I just didn't do it. So, But I'd love to say, mate, come and have a beer with me. Sit down and, and just tell me, what did you make of it all? Just to hear his side of things. I'd probably shit myself if he did that because I'm like, what the hell, dog's, dog's talking to me. I'd be hallucinating. But anyway, but wouldn't it be cool if you could have a chat with your dog? All right, so there we are, guys. That's me. That's my cards on the table. That's what happened with me and my first missus out here. Um, you know, you learn from it. I, I've, I've kept my guard up all the time now with, my, with Mo and my wife. And uh, she's never failed me. She's always, you know, even today, she, she measured me and said, look, I want to go out on a bike. So please don't send me anywhere. I said, I don't need it. What are you on about? I don't want nothing. She was going to go out and buy me something because she's coming because I'm going to see her soon. And I said, don't be silly. So, you know, she never asked me for a penny, which is fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, so there we are. That's, that's it, guys. I, I don't know whether that's been of any interest to you. I don't know whether I bored the pants off you. I don't know where you're sitting there thinking, what an idiot. I don't know. Whatever it is, it is, and that's the way you feel, guys. I, I'll just take that one on the jaw, so to speak. There we go. Hopefully, it's cleared up a few things. All right. Now, uh, what I would like to do is one quick thing, guys, is um, I, am gonna, I want to put together a book an online book, completely free. I'm not going to make any financial gain out of this whatsoever. I'm just going to put an online book up. 
and it's going to be about funny stories, funny stories that you've ex- uh, you've in, uh, encountered while you've been out here. So, guys, please drop me an email, 247potato.gmail.com. Share your story. You can be anonymous. You don't have to give your name. It's not a problem. Say, please leave a name out, and I won't put it in. I just want to share funny stories about things that we've all got up to, and it might just be a bit of light-hearted reading while you're, you know, you're sitting there having your Christmas dinner, whatever. All right, that's it for me, guys. Thank you so much indeed. Remember, please hit the subscribe button. And also the bell icon if you'd like to be notified when I bring out a new video. Uh, check out Discord, 18,600 people in there now. Fantastic. And uh, you can make some really good contacts on. There's lots of information, all the girls' daily lineup in the bars, uh, pool parties, uh, uh, bar crawls, you name it. It's all on there. Legal advice, everything. You, you have a look on there, guys. Totally free of charge. There's a link down below. And if you'd like to support the channel, there is a link to Kofi, uh, which is the one I'm pushing hard on at the moment, rather than using our YouTube membership, because YouTube are getting more and more expensive now as we go. So please have a look on there if you'd like to support. And if you would like to support membership in uh, YouTube, there is a link down there, as I say, but uh, Kofi's the one I want to be pushing hard on. All right, that's it for me, guys. Thank you very much for watching. And please, as always, wherever you are in the world, say, say, stay safe. <laughs>